All right, so we're back here. Episode 53 of Commanders in the Chat, the Commanders post-game show. What's going on, Rob? Trying to get my heart rate down a little bit after, yeah. uh, after that game. Yeah, um, yeah. Once again, uh, we're here on a victory edition of the post game where the uh Washington Commanders won by the final score of 17 to 16. Um, first ever win in Indianapolis since October 23rd, 1994, and the first wow. ever game, first win against the Colts since a Sunday night game on Sunday, October 27th of 2002. Um, wow, we are here in a very historic night here on the Commanders in the Chat pod. Man, Rob, what are, what is your initial thoughts on this uh, on this game, on this uh, victory? I don't know how to feel about this team. I don't know how I feel about this team right now. I don't know how to feel about the win. I'm not happy with the win in the sense that we didn't yeah. play lights out. The Colts are not a good team. Let, let's just get yeah. one thing straight. Sorry, Stu. The Colts are not a good team. <laughs> the fact that it came down to the final drive, regardless, Taylor Heineke, to the people who wanted Taylor Heineke this whole season and went struggled, don't use that last drive as to say, oh, this is why we needed him. This is why we should have benched Carson Wentz three weeks ago. Heineke needs to play how he played the last drive. The entire game. There's no reason Sam Ellinger should be going toe-to-toe with, with, with Taylor Heineke today. That being said, Terry McLaurin deserves a Super Bowl ring from this team. And I tweeted this earlier. This team deserve this team, they need to give him a ring. It's gonna be unfortunate that it's probably gonna to have to be trading him at some point to a contender to get him a ring. But when that time comes, if this franchise is not in a position to win a Super Bowl, they need to trade him in the middle of the next rebuild. Go let him get a ring with with another team. Um, but this is not indicative of what this team can do going forward. Um, we are four and four, three game winning streak. You know, ever since Ron Rivera has has been here, we've had at at the very least, I, I have to go back and look because I don't know off the top of my head. This is our second three-game winning streak under Ron Rivera, at least. And this man has never been above 500 after week two of the season. So we, we just beat bad teams. That that's that's what it is. We beat the, the Colts today, Packers last week. Packers are not a good team. And then the Bears. The Bears are not a good team. Yeah, we are only one game back of that seven seed. We are right on the bubble of of a playoff spot. But we have the Vikings coming up. We have a lot of teams, a lot of playoff contenders. I hope I'm proven wrong, but this does not mean that I'm confident in this team going forward, thinking we can steal one of those playoff spots. Um. Yeah. A win like tonight, um, I definitely think it, it was it's a, it's a positive. I think it's one of those where I look at this win is, yeah, although the outcome was great, but there were certain points in this game where executions need, need to happen. And I think we even talked about Taylor Haneke. I We've always said, and we've kept it, even regardless of good or better the ugly, where we're t- Taylor Haneke, he's that, that pinch hitter. He's the one that... 
in if you need him in a pinch, four to six weeks, he'll be able to take care of business while your starting quarterback is afloat. And he's perfect because of 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 one of our offensive line. This is our, this is our seventh lineup change. I think it was seventh. Yeah, it was our seventh change. Um, and you know, as far as and he's the quarterback that's perfect for this offensive line because obviously, and even if you look at this game where there was plays where he had to elude and escape out the pocket, something that Carson Wentz probably would have just got a sack off of because of just his immobility. Um, but this is a difference. Um, it's, it's a difference what a year make. I remember, um, you know, obviously, um, last year, Halloween, it, it kind of reminded me of the game last year against, um, in Halloween when we played Denver, where in that case, Taylor Heineke, um, you know, if he had a drive and then obviously he threw the interception and, you know, it's for our bad week before we, when we went two and six. So that I thought last year that was like the lowest of the lows. This one is like you said. It's, this is a week by week basis. I'm not gonna declare like, oh, this you know, this is a great team. You know, this this that, and the third because it's it's still, it's still you know, it's still a mystery. Uh, but like we said, and it's like similar to when they went on a four game winning streak um, last year. When they went in six and six playing Dallas, hey, this this will be the best time to prove that is this a fluke or not? And the same thing gonna go here. Well, we're gonna have some games and some situations in the month of November that's really gonna tell the tale of what this team really is about. Um, I'll take a win like this tonight. Um, the guys fought hard. This is one of those games where you kind of want you want to see that from the defense. Um, they did such a great job defensively. I think that's one of those where. They really didn't give up a lot of big plays. Um, they did force some turnovers. So that was one of those where I love the fact, and that's one of the biggest keys we always say every week in and week out, to, hey, get those turnovers. Try to, you know, win the turnover battle. And that was what they did. Um, but like you said, I mean, the Bears, the Packers, and then also today with the Colts, a part of our three-game winning streak, you'll take it. At this point, we'll take it. I know three weeks ago, that Tennessee game, it looked really like it it was despair. It looked like it was like, you know, this the sky was falling three weeks yeah. ago today. So at this point, to take to be four and four, you'll take it at this point because the way they played the first essentially what well, the first five games, it wasn't really good. So, you know, I'll I'll take it. But like you said, we'll have plenty of opportunities in the month of November to, to prove what we really are. And we'll and we'll definitely um, see it, especially our opponent next week. We'll talk about that later in the show. But yeah, we got we have a great opportunity to see what this team is really all about. Yeah, especially with the the teams we have coming up. I mean, we'll get into it in a little bit. But the Minnesota Vikings coming to town um, on November the sixth. I mean that that's that, that's our litmus test. Yeah, you know, we, this defense has been been playing great. Over the last few weeks, despite what we've been saying about Jack Del Rio, uh, with William Jackson out of the lineup, the, the defense has been almost thriving. You know, Kendall Fuller has had his issues. St. Juice got burnt once. Um, but I saw somebody tweet, you know, every corner gets burned. Daryl Rivas has gotten burned a couple times in his career. Like, that's nothing to really be concerned with. Uh, Wild Goose, he got burned and, and oh, they yeah. had to that pass interference sent India India up with their one and only touchdown of the of the day. But for the most part, yeah. Got pressure on the quarterback. Linebackers played well. David Mayo played great. Um 
with the exception of the one big play, St. Drew's played well. Yeah. Kendall Fuller didn't see his name. You know, we didn't hear his name a lot this game. Like, yeah. This coming up, these next one, two, four of these next five games, five of these next six are going to be real, real in and We're going to see yeah. if this team really is a, a contender with Taylor Heineke. Yeah. And that's the thing where, and that's why, I, like, you know, today you can, I can bask in the glow of this victory because, hey, it, and then, you know, just the resolve of it, I think just the simple mm-hmm. fact of them. You know, being down um, seventeen, I mean sixteen to sixteen to seven in the fourth quarter, and then persevering. Almost kind of remind me how they played against Jacksonville in the sense where you know going down and um, having those abilities. And I think, like you said, that final drive where you know Terry, like you said, Terry just it was it was it was a perfect ending. Um, you know, that for the hometown kid, so it was awesome. Like to me, for him to you know do that because you know. That's just, and it shows you, like, you know, Taylor Haneke, he just brings something different. He just brings that, he just brings the best out of these guys. And I think that's where it's like, it's that, it's that adrenaline rush. It's almost like he's like the Red Bull. And now almost to a point where when is the Red Bull going to kind of wind down? But, and that's how, you know, and that's how we kind of looked at it from last year, where, you know, obviously that four game win streak from last year. Now, um, we're now in a three-game win streak, so it's definitely interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. A win is a win, like you know. Obviously, like we you know we talked about the last few weeks, but yeah, it's just a difference. It's funny where it's almost like last year we went we went at Lambeau, lost, then went to Denver and lost, and now it's, it's like it's almost like the reversal where we had Green Bay at home beat them last week, and then. Um, and then you know, I was talking about earlier for the game in Denver on Halloween, so yeah, yeah. um, yeah. So, Rob, how was this commander's win? One, uh, by the hometown hero, hometown kid, Tam McLaren. Again, don't don't confuse this with a Taylor Heineke game ball type of game, no, even on that throw. Yes, he, he was able to extend the play, which he did for the most part almost every play that drive. But you look at the way that ball was thrown. Uh, Stephen Gilmore had the ball in his hands. <laughs> Two hands on it. That, that was an interception. Tara McLaurin had to go up, had to fight for it, uh, and had to take that ball from Stephon Gilmore. So, again, don't think that this is not a Heineke celebration game. Terry McLaurin got us. That win. Anytime Terry McLaurin, his number was called, he came up big. I think he only had one incomplete pass that was targeted to him. Um, and our defense. And it's so crazy because we have we spent the first five weeks of this season and essentially all of last season. So for 22 straight games, yep. we have been saying this defense is liability. Jack Del Rio needs to be fired. Um and now, Scott Turner seems to be the only problem on that coaching staff right now, because when I, the job that Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera have been able to do with the linebacking position, and with Jamin Davis, Jamin Davis came up huge today. He got that third and goal stop, uh, the run by Jonathan Taylor stopping on the goal line, held them to a field goal. He may he kept up with Jonathan Taylor in, in the passing game. So 
Damon Davis has been coming up big. He's been playing great. The whole linebacking core has been playing really well. Scott Turner's offense, his play calling, his scheme, his everything he does, it's it's slow, it's trash, it's what's the word? I'm, it's predictable. Yep. You look at the 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 big plays this team had. It's when Taylor Heineke goes out of the pocket, and they're they're playing they're playing NFL Street out there. They're playing <laughs> backyard football, which was what that final play was, or the second to last play to to Terry McLaurin. The play broke down. Terry McLaurin was running running a hook. He ran a little ten yard hook. Realized the play was broken, and he just took off. So th- that is it. It goes to just goes to show that Scott Turner truly is not his father, no matter how hard he tries to be. <laughs> anyway, slice it up for sure. Oh. Um, yeah, I definitely think like obviously um, the the final drive, like I said, and it's, and it's Terry because obviously he's the one that snagged it out of Stephon Gilmore's hand because if he didn't have that wherewithal, that would have been an interception. That would have been his second yeah. interception of the day of the day. Um, but I definitely think another key stop was that um, that third and third and five play where Sam Elica was scrambling and he was just a few like maybe a yard short of it where it was to a point where they, they thought that was gonna be a first down, but then they ruled it short. Yep. I think that was kind of one of the keys uh, why had this this game was won. Obviously, this was a game. Especially from a defensive standpoint, this was a game of inches because, and that's where you looked at how great this defense played it today, where they were able to hold, you know, Ellinger in that regard. Where hey, if that had been the first down, who knows what could have happened in that predicament? Like it could have been a situation where they could have had more points on the board, and then this game wouldn't have even been in play. So I looked at the defense that play alone, and like you said, and this and it was really odd. Like you said, this where. And it's crazy to think, like, and this one is weird about this game because, like, even in that situation when I knew we got that stop, I knew we were going to win that game for some bizarre reason. Even though we were at, you know, the 11-yard line, we were facing 89-yard drive, I still had some thought, like, because to me, stopping Elika like that was was key. Like, to me, I was like, if we stopped him, and they were a, yard, a few yards short of, of the first down, that's kind of like a destiny type of win. So I think that was kind of the big play, and I think that's what I looked at as far as how this team won the football game because, I mean, the 89-yard drive. And even with that, this Taylor Heineke just make keeping plays alive, like that fourth down play to Curtis Samuel to keep it down. And I was really impressed in that drive where – they had a nice mixture of sense of urgency and some don't. And I think that's one thing, too, I think that used to was like bugging me in the beginning of the season where it didn't seem like they had a sense of urgency. But now, even in that drive, there was a sense of urgency. So I like I was really impressed by that, um, by that final drive. And like you said, that yeah, I mean, we can say the tell it um the the either the Heineke throw to Terry McLaurin was somewhat of a flukish type of play. But it just it is what it is. It's almost like it's kind of like like almost like a not to kind of compare the two, but almost like a David Tyree or Mario Manningham s type of catch throw, you know, yeah. throwing catch where it is what it is. But it's just one of those where 
you just can't do that week in and week out and expect that same result. That's, I think, where we reeling it in more so than anything. You know, obviously, that's why, like I said, I stay away from social media as much as I can during the game because, like you said, I think when you said this is this is who y'all want, I forgot you tweeted something. I forgot it was something about Taylor Hannah. He's like, this is the, this is the person that y'all really want or something yeah. like that. I forgot. Yeah. But I'm just saying that's and that's why like you, you like that that's what happens with people like where it's not you but just saying as far as because you know yeah one of you know people who saying you know oh man he's gonna be he you know he should be your starter forever no and, but but we've always said and I will always and we and we are in the you know and we're in most in agreement with it where. He's good if your starting quarterback is out for four to six weeks. He'll yeah. get you get you above flow, so it won't be a situation where oh man, because we know now how things are, especially in NFL, where if your starting quarterback goes down, there's a huge drop in play. Mm-hmm. And Taylor Heineke is one that I think he could be someone if your quarterback no more than about six weeks. He can win three to four games in that time that he's out, and you know, and it, it is it is what it is. And like you know, of course, you've had people thinking that oh, he's he's gonna be the long term solution to this team. See what y'all did, you know, watch y'all get Carson Wentz. I'm like, that he was there for a reason. So, so to me, and that's and that thing, and I, that's what I love about Taylor Heineke because he understands this. The fans are the ones who the, are the irrational ones. Yeah, like he knows what 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 this is all about, and he didn't he didn't trip about Carson Wentz being there because he knows I'm a one play away from becoming the starting starter of this team. Yeah, so he's always you know he that's where I that's what I love about him. It's like he knows he knows his role, and that's where a lot of people, especially in sports and what have you, some people don't want to embrace their role. Like some people you think to yourself, like if most people, most quarterbacks, just most people in general, like him, I started 15 g- games last year. Like, and you are bringing a guy and paying him 25, $28 million. Most people are going to be like, you know, but they're going to feel some type of way about it. Yeah. And yeah. And, and rightfully so. And that's, and we're not trying to say like, it's, you know, but I think that's the that's the endearing part of Taylor Heineke, and that's why you see there's a change and there's a spark because obviously you look at like how they embrace him in the locker room, like last week. You know, obviously with Jonathan Allen that embrace last week, and then all just you know just even the body language between him and Terry is great. So like, and then even um, the love he got in the locker room today. I've seen a little bit the footage of when. Um, we got got in the locker room today. So it's like, yeah, it is what it is. It's just, but can this hold hold long term? And that's and we'll and we'll find out in this month, in, in the month of November. But but I definitely think the Sam Elliker play, um, to hold him to that third and that that third down play really was was the key in my personal opinion. Yeah. So we're giving out grades, Rob. Offense, what grades you giving them? I was, I, I'll give them a, a B because they played really well in the first quarter. First quarter and, and kind of in the last part of the, the 
fourth quarter they played really well. Um, just in the middle was atrocious. Again, Scott Turner's play calling is terrible. Yeah. So slow. No no sense of urgency at the end of the first half, which this team never has for some reason. No. Uh, so offense, I'll give them a solid B because they did they did make plays when they needed to. Defense, I'll give them. I want to give the defense an A. They they played very well. Um, had a few hiccups. You know, a couple times getting burnt. Not a lot of penalties in this game. I think. Yeah. Three total penalties uh, through both teams. So I definitely give defense an A. They played solid. They kept us in the game, uh, especially down in the red zone. Uh, The two fumbles, Jonathan Allen causing one fumble. Uh, The first one, Sam Ellinger, and then uh, Derek Forrester causing the second one, Jonathan Taylor fumble. And then special teams, give them an A. They, They didn't do anything wrong. Tressway had almost 300 yards of, of hunting. Um, overall, overall solid effort. I Tim, I just wish we can put all three phases together for a majority of the game. We had all three phases going today. Um, mm-hmm. It's just uh, offense stalled out between second half and five minutes left in the in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and I think too, where I think it just essentially. I think offense, you I want to say I give them a C plus. Like you said, there were so many points, especially in that first half, where they should put some points on the board. Especially I, I think one of the kind of the things I looked at was especially that final that last possession, um, going uh, that last possession in the, in the first half, where I'm like, you could have took advantage in that spot and you would have got the ball back. I think those two possessions where I like I always look at those types of possessions where it's like, hey, that could that could, t- that could change the tide of the team. When I'm like, well, you know, this they they two great opportunities that you can score. So that was my biggest thing was, hey, can you know? So, but I will give them credit for obviously, um, you know, the two the, the two final possessions that led to a the field goal in the first drive, and then the then the eight nine yard drive to um to uh, win that game. So I give them that. Defense, I'm gonna get, definitely gotta give them an A. Um, they did such a fantastic job defensively, and like, and and I know people will say, well, you know, they really didn't play, you know, as far as you know, as far as you look at like Michael Pittman Jr., Jonathan Taylor, like you look at for their playmakers, but regardless, there's always guys that have gone off on us that no no one knows. Yeah. So to me, it's like. For them to have a good game like this, like you said, forcing those two turnovers were key. And Jonathan Allen, um, just another solid performance. He's another one where he's our lead on defense. And then you also Deron Payne, what he's doing. And you know, so you look at what they're doing, then obviously their secondary is a, it's a lot better, especially without a William Jackson. You see now like St. Juice. Is finally kind of you know playing and getting to his own and getting to his own groove. So you seeing what he does there, and Cam Curl is, is just doing Cam Curl things. So you look at that. Um, the only little blemish, like you said, was probably that Wild Goose play where he held held his arm, and I'm like, well, you know that and that that's just instinctive things. But I think that's all, the only really big blemish on the defense was that. So yeah, special teams. A, a Tressway, and that and that's funny because you know when we did the preview uh, with with Stu, 
and I say he was going to be one of the keys. Where, but we see this every week. But especially for I knew a team like with a Sam Ellinger, who's a his first ever start in his career, his first actual action of playing football. So to get him, you know, and and you know, and and show, and you know, in the long fields, that was going to be key. You know, obviously you can tell, like you know, because pretty much if they um, if they start like outside of their territory, I mean, and, and then it, you know, in their territory. Then we getting the punt back, you know. But obviously, that you could tell even when we went for it on fourth down, ended up being in our territory. They went down and marched and, and put some points on the board after that play. So that's the thing where that's. Um, but yeah, and like you said, and that's where I look at if there's a three phase game that we can ever have, I think that could be really scary. I definitely yeah. think. It can definitely be where if if we can get all three phases together, and it's where like hey, if that happens, hopefully it could be you know in the divisional game it could be in you know when I put it this way, when all three phases come together, I just hope it comes at the right time, the right you know time, especially yeah. at this point and how the NFC East is where it's just crazy to think. Everybody looked at the NFC East is like oh this is the worst division in football. No, we are the best. How yeah. how the how the worst team in the division is got a five hundred record? And we're the we're the only we're the only division where all four teams are at least at five hundred. Exactly, no one does that, and, and we've all won a Super Bowl. Also, the only division to have yeah a Super Bowl win for all teams. I yeah. I really you know what I really thought about the other day. And this is kind of this is just one little thing. I'm gonna go off a little tangent. Give me like a minute or two. What if you wow? What if this happens? What if the Bills and the Eagles play in the Super Bowl, and then the Eagles beat the beat the Bills? Every single team in the NFC East have beaten the Bills in the Super Bowl. That's true. That would be wild if that happens. That would be so wild if that happens. The NFC's got to be goaded. <laughs> so, so, so I lied with the Patriots winning. Mm-hmm. Um, their Patriots are at four and four right now. Okay, so oh, yeah, we're the, in last place. They are in last place. So, the two East, the yeah. AFC East and the NFC East, the two divisions yep. in football where all four teams are at least 500. Yeah, and that's perfect, and that's what you, and that's one thing too, and that's gonna make, and that's another thing where it's just it's crazy, of how you know we you see how like we're trying to kind of gain ground even with, even with, see and that's and that's what we were so like pissed off about three weeks ago because like we've won three straight and it, it don't even feel like we've even gained any ground yeah, and that's and that's why it's like that's what was the frustrating thing situation about like. Like you backing yourself really in a corner. Like you really, in theory, the worst team is what the Cowboys and they what six and two. Well, the Cowboys and Eagles they six and two. Yep. I mean the Cowboys. I mean Cowboys well, and the Giants. Cowboys, Cowboys and, and Giants, Giants six, six and two. And... You still got you still got two behind. Even though you got you play Giants twice, and then you know even with that like and even and then and next week they got a bye week both of them got a bye week so it's just like you still ain't gonna gain no ground even if you win next week right 
Like it's crazy. It's so it's 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 ridiculous. But you know, but yeah, it's definitely, definitely, definitely crazy. So we'll bask in the glow of this uh, of this victory. But we know it's uh, our next opponent uh, is the Minnesota Vikings. Our blackout game. So uh, you know, everybody be wearing all black in this matchup. Well, the commanders, the all black uniforms. And um and, and a homecoming of sort. Um, the prodigal son comes back, and yeah. the prodigal offensive coordinator, the hot shot prodigal <laughs> OC comes back. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> this should have been a, this should have been our homecoming alumni, alumni uh, game. <laughs> no. Nah, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> so what do you, what do you think about this um our matchup against the Vikings? I don't like it. Vikings sitting over there six and one. Got Justin Jefferson, Oof. Adam Thielen on the outside. But then again, our defense has been playing really well. That Devin Cook, but we were able to slow down Jonathan Taylor. Ezekiel Elliott didn't do much against our front seven. There, there's upset potential. I think um, Washington opened up as three and a half point underdogs. There's upset potential. I just. I don't know if our defense can slow down the Vikings enough to give our offense a chance. Um, and also, you know, for those of you that are into history, this team under Ron Rivera has never been above 500 at after week two in a season. So it tells me the trend is going to continue. Once again, the team will not make it to – to above 500. If we do, actually, it would be cool if we do win. Since mm-hmm. the Niners are on a bye week, that'll move us into seventh, that seventh seed playoff spot. Yeah, this game is going to be definitely interesting. Obviously, just with this, you know, um, you know, the Kirk Cousins coming because this would be Kirk Cousins' first game back as a visitor. Yes. So it's going to be. Interesting, and obviously um, Kevin O'Connell, um, he'll be returning, and you know, and one of those things where I look at this from a historical standpoint, the Vikings, in a weird way, besides I think I think we beat them in 2012. That was the RG3 rookie year, but we've had some really like kind of odd games with Minnesota because I remember I think the last time we played them, they destroyed us. Cause that was like I think that was like kind of Adam Thielen's coming out party where everybody was looking at Adam Thielen like he was um, like a beast. But the game I really remember, and you may I don't know you might remember this, Rob. You was like a teenager. You were young. You were young. So you remember when? So the Vikings and at the time when we were the Redskins, remember we played them on Monday Night Football. That was the first. Remember when ESPN got the rights to Monday Night Football? We were the first game. We were like the seven o'clock game. This is in two thousand and six. You probably, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I probably watched it, but I just don't remember it. Yeah, I know. It's it, it, what what was crazy about that game was there was it was a uh, um we had a safety name from um, Prince Prelude. Uh, um, he's the safety. I think he now at Virginia Tech. I think he's like one of the coaches at Virginia Tech. Pearson Prelude, yeah, Pearson Prelude. Ugh. Anyway, um, 
he it was for some he had a, he ended up having a, a real bad injury like on a kickoff return like on a kickoff and that was like such an honor that, that was like oh gosh like him getting hurt i was like this is a bad sign like i i don't have a good feeling about this game because i think he got he got hurt on the first possession on the first play i mean obviously you know when we were um you know we, we was kicking out the minnesota and he got hurt yeah, it's Minnesota is just it is odd, and then just I don't know, and then this this whole Kirk Cousins thing, you know, to me almost, I mean, I, I hate look, I, you know, I'm how perfectly keen. This is like LeBron going back to Cleveland, <laughs> <laughs> like circa 2010. Not, not, you know, <laughs> don't nobody care about it now, <laughs> right? Nobody care about it now, but I'm just saying, like, this is gonna be interesting because you know, because like with me. And, and 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 I think I think maybe me and like our guys too, we're like the president of the Kirk Cousins fan club. Yep. Respect respectfully. So <laughs> so I've always had like you know so love for Kirk. Like even even now in Minnesota, but I really just really that's gonna be fun to see him come come here and it's gonna be really really interesting. Um, and like you said, this will be a game where. We will see. I mean, this is where this is where, and it's funny because I even talked about this in the beginning of the season, where because I thought once upon a time how the NFC was going to be in the sense it was going to be a logjam, which I still think it's potentially going to happen. But obviously, I think Minnesota can run away with it with the with the um, division at this point because I looked at this kind of game where it could be like a tiebreaker down the line because I think I had a, a several teams that was in that. 10 7 98 kind of like log jam and i looked at us and minnesota kind of like neck and neck where it could be a situation with 10 teams when going to the playoffs as a wild card this year might be this year is gonna be a little bit different i think you might the way the nfc east is you mess around might have a, a 12 11 12 10 11 or a 12 win team well probably 11 I can see Dallas winning 11 potentially and being in second place. I can see the Giants maybe win like nine games. And, you know, they'd be on the road, you know, essentially. Yeah. Um, and they, they can go to Atlanta. No one of going to go to Atlanta. <laughs> well, that's what everybody was saying in 2020 when, when Tampa had to, go, <laughs> had to go to FedEx. Right, for sure. Right, exactly. And that's what y'all get. Yep, yep. But, but there's a possibility that I'm, I'm not saying it's going to happen because looking at a schedule, I don't think it's going to. But if this team can get it going, there's a chance all four NFC East teams yeah. are, are in the playoffs. And and I think that's possible because you look at it of just how, how everything is structured because if you look at it how it is constructed now where – Essentially, it's almost like how how it was in 2020 as far as, the, um, you know, obviously how our division, the opposite of kind of how we were, was pretty much all those teams are going to be jockeying for that, for that, for the winning division. They're not going to get a wild card spot. So I think that's going to happen a lot, especially I think the South is going to be like that because obviously I don't necessarily think that Atlanta's going to actually going to win the South, but I look at even hell, Carolina might still be in the mix. So I can see a team maybe nine, if they like, you know, seven, eight wins, 
and that going into week 18, you know, like that, because the West is like that. I mean, at the West, yeah, the West, the well, I think I, I'm really now thinking leaning towards San Francisco probably going to, um, going to run with, run away with it now. But then you look at the South is like that, and then even the, the North is going to be like that. I think with well, the North is going to be a runaway. I think with Minnesota, but I yeah, I mean it's, it's a good shot that all four teams will make it, which is yeah. kind of crazy, you know, which. That would be bizarre. Like we bought God. <laughs> and then what's and what's crazy about all that is like if Philly gets a bad, all three of us would be on the road and we won't play and we won't play each other. Right. That's gonna be the wild thing about all that. So we literally can have a situation if all four teams make it, we might mess around, have a NFC East get um, two teams in the championship game. There could be an NFC East divisional. All NFC East divisional round. Yeah, yeah. Because if yeah, because you think about it, because if Philly is a bad, and, and all three of us win our all, games, yeah, all three win the game. Yeah, that's a guaranteed Super Bowl appearance for the division. For sure, you might mess around. Had the, the the Eagles playing the playing the Commanders, and then you got the Giants and the Eagles. Yeah, on, on divisional week on MLK weekend. Well, not won't hey. be MLK weekend. That be the weekend. That that be the other weekend. I'm with it though, but it's wild though. That is possible, and that's the thing where that's why I think these games are so crucial. Like you have to win, start, start winning these games where it's it's crucial. But I can definitely see that happening. It is a, it's a distinct possibility. It, it's a long shot, but definitely sitting at four and four. I did not think we we're gonna after the the, the Dallas game. Yeah, Philly game. I did not think we'd be sitting here on the, the the day before Halloween talking about a four and four team. Yeah, uh, on a three game winning streak. Yeah, I even said I said it for like two straight weeks. I did not see another winnable game on right. our schedule. <laughs> and now look at us. We beat beat Aaron Rodgers. You know, we beat we beat the Colts. Who they're they're a bad team, but they weren't they weren't looking like us. No. No, and there'll be and there'll be a team, despite what Stu thinks, that could potentially um, be in the running for winning the AFC South. Yeah, that race is not over. I mean, it's not. It's, there's no runaway. I mean, you look at even you know, you you know, Houston is you even though Houston isn't, they're still they're still playing. Yeah, Houston. Oh yeah, they, they fight. Have, you know, they fight. And you know, obviously, we got them in three in three weeks, but yeah, them. And then you also, you know, Jacksonville. Even though I think once they kind of get themselves together, they, they lost another heartbreaking game this week. Yeah. I mean, well, this morning. So let's ride. <laughs> to but um. <laughs> what, what's his nickname, Mister Mister Unlimited? Oh, yeah, oh, God, Mister Unlimited. It's so crazy. He's from my hometown too, bro. Uh, that's hey, bro. All you. And that's funny. I was talking to some because you know I always bring up because you know in, in in Richmond, you know we have a um, a newspaper called the Richmond Town Dispatch. So he was a two time Richmond Town Dispatch Player of the Year. So I always joke with the guy. I joke with one of the guys. I met one of the guys from RTD yesterday, and we were talking. I was like, 
man, I think I might strip him of that of that of that title because I'm like, <laughs> you know, I don't, I like he's he's just doing too much cringe stuff. The whole thing about the whole the the you know the exercise on the plane, I like, dude, you got you doing too much. Like, yeah, that's true. exercise on the plane is is excessive. But yeah, man. So let's put a ball on episode fifty three, Rob. Final thoughts, social media, and what else is going on with you? Um, oh, what do I got going on? Let's see. I have a month left here in the state of Washington. Um, but definitely excited to get back down to sunny San Diego and 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 really start getting hot and heavy into because by the time that time rolls around, probably gonna be start getting ready for draft coverage, draft analysis, gonna start getting heavy into that. As of right now, just focusing on this commanders team, commanders in the chat. Um, don't really have any big coming up in the near future. Okay. Yeah. Um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, under Couch Coach Live. We've got a Couch Coach Live podcast every Wednesday, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Then also the command is in the chat. Check us out twice a week. Um, I know we um, – to be determined about this week because I'm trying to find a Vikings guy, but we'll, we'll get that – you know, behind the scenes, we get that going. But yep. check us out. Um, you know, do the post games on Sundays, eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Okay. So yeah, um, yeah, man. Another we have we have a victory week here on Commanders in the Chat. Uh, a victory Monday, so everything's gonna be just great. You know, so for all the Commanders that's in the chat, just brag on your win this week. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. So. All right, so we'll catch you guys on the next episode of Commanders in the Chat. We'll catch you guys next week, and we're out.